You're listening to Making a Living Show. I'm Roby Levy. Hi, I'm Heather Brassington, and I make funny stationery for a living. Heather Brassington is a stationery maker who paints classic watercolor flowers and pairs them with rude and cheeky messages. Her personality, style, and sense of humor are infused in every card, sticker, and magnet she makes. Passionate about creativity and determined to run her own creative business, she overcame early disappointment to create her company, Naughty Florals. Here's my chat with Heather Brassington. Who are you and what do you make for a living? My name's Heather Brassington. I am the maker behind Naughty Florals. I do all different types of stationery. So right now I have greeting cards, stickers, and then I'm just releasing magnets as well. Um, Naughty Florals is pretty floral designs, but with like rude and cheeky messages. So it kind of is a juxtaposition, but uh, it gets people laughing. So it's lots of fun. I was really enjoying what I was seeing online at your Etsy store and things like that. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> give me give me a couple examples. Yeah. So uh, the ones that I, I feel like get people laughing the most are ones that kind of are a little bit unexpected. So like um, I have a card that has like buttercups on it and it's really cute. And then the message is congrats on the unprotected sex. <laughs> or I have another one that has like cute little pink flowers and then the message is you have a tiny bladder, but I love you. It's like <laughs> things that you like would say to people, but like maybe wouldn't find on a card normally. So um, yeah, I just want to make things that get people laughing. And those two always, always get people cackling. <laughs> I definitely was laughing at a bunch of them as I was scrolling. Yeah. Through. I was like, oh, wow, these are demented. And I always like the weird stuff, Yeah, <laughs> especially because they look so wholesome. They're these like beautiful little watercolor flowers. And then it, it just has something insane beside it. And you're like, what? yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it confuses people sometimes. <laughs> so how, how in the world did you get started with this? Well, Originally, actually, Naughty Florals is my second stationary business. I started one probably about, I want to say like 2016. I um, started designing cards. Um, I was screen printing them all at home and I was having a lot of fun with it. And, you know, I don't know if you have ever done screen printing, but it's not an easy thing to do from your house. Like I had a tiny little screen. Um, I was printing one single card at a time and screen printing, you print like a single color at a time. Right. Um, and I'm crazy. I was like, I'm going to do seven colors on a card and charge $6. Like it, that doesn't, it doesn't work. Um, so I started with that and like, I was having a lot of fun with it and I was like starting to get into like doing markets and stuff like that. And, um, the problem was, is I would go to these markets and I had my Etsy shop and I just, I wasn't selling things. Like I would go to a market and most likely I'd lose money on the market and stuff. And I go, well, you know, it's okay. It's, it's marketing and like it's exposure and stuff, but it definitely was discouraging. And, um, it had me like start questioning. I was like, what am I doing? Like what's working? What's not. Um, and I had one card that um, was a floral design that I had done. And the message on it was, holy shit, you're getting married. (laughs) And people really responded to that one. And um, I was like, okay, so I should run with this. Maybe I'll start doing more designs like this. But kind of the part that was like holding me back was like the screen printing side of things. I was like, as much as I like doing it, I was like, is that something that I could like turn into a business and like actually start making money with it? And I was you know, I wasn't sure. And then one day I was like, huh, I'm going to cost it all out. If I added in my labor, like how much money am I making on a card? I was losing money on every single card. I was like, okay, so things have to change. And, um, one day I was at my day job and just like, I was, you know, just doing boring crap. And, um, then it just kind of suddenly just like 
hit me. And I was like, oh my God, I need to do watercolor paintings. Like I used to do that all the time. I need to work with like a local printer. And like within like probably like less than 10 minutes, I had everything planned out for Naughty Florals. Like it just kind of like hit me and I was like, yeah, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is how it's supposed to work. It's like, amazing when it all kind of comes together. You yeah. Just that one inspirational moment. You go, yeah. Oh, right. This is how this is supposed to work. Exactly. And like, it was like, even like things like, oh yeah, this is going to be my branding color. This is what I'm going to do for this. And like, it just was like really came together in a way like, I, I don't even remember what like triggered it, but um, I remember the moment. <laughs> So yeah, it must have been a nice moment too, knowing that you were sort of going down the wrong path in one one area, and then all of a sudden this thing kind of opens up. Yeah, exactly. And I just felt like there was a lot more possibility with it, and um, I was very excited to get started. So I was going to ask you, like, what made you want to kind of continue with this? But I mean, it sounds like there was response out of the gates. It sounds like business wise, it it sort of added up reasonably for you. So it wasn't just like you had this one idea and you were going to go hell or high water at it, no matter whether or not it made sense. Cause you do hear a lot of people talk, like speak about their, their work that way. I'm going to make this one thing and people will just have to catch on, but you yeah. kind of pivoted and it really kind of inspired you. Yeah. And like, I think one of the big things was I have done a bunch of various different things you know, trying to figure out what I want to do with my life. Like originally I studied fine arts and then I was like, okay, you know, the fine arts world is a tough world. You have to be very, very passionate and like kind of cutthroat <laughs> um, to get into it. And so I was like, you know, maybe that's not it. So then I switched. I was like, okay, I want to still do something creative. And then I switched to baking. Um, so I went to school for baking as well. So I'm also a trained pastry chef. And then, um, I was just trying to find out like what my, my thing was. And then I had known I'd always wanted to start my own business. Um, my parents are entrepreneurs and like growing up, <laughs> I started businesses since I was like four years old. Like I had, um, a library in my house. Um, I had a, like a spa in my hallway that I like would charge my mom for foot massages. Sounds like a good idea actually. Yeah. <laughs> And I had, um, like, I even started, like, a sticker company back in the day, like, where I just, like, hand-drew all these little stickers, but I loved them so much that I wouldn't actually sell them to anybody. <laughs> so it was always, I always knew it was something I wanted to do. And when I first kind of got a taste of it with my first stationary company, I was like, yeah, this is it. I just have to tweak some things to, like, make it happen and, like, make it into something that can grow and, you know, hopefully one day become like a full-time career. Right. So in terms of it, I mean, you went to school for art, so you sort of, you had those skills, but are you applying those same skills or have you further honed and further developed because you took it in a slightly different direction? Yeah, I definitely still apply those skills. Like all of my cards, I do watercolor paintings for all of the flowers and I hand letter all the messages too. Um, but I definitely added in some extra skills, some like more like I would call them modern skills. <laughs> so like I had to teach myself Photoshop and stuff, which is something I never learned in school because I was in the very traditional route of school of like painting, drawing, that kind of stuff. Um, so I taught myself Photoshop and like all the Adobe things, you know, so like, I'm like feeling all tech savvy now, you know, <laughs> which I wasn't before, but, um, but yeah, so it's kind of cool. Cause it's like combining in what I in my mind is like two separate worlds, kind of like the traditional and like the, the more modern style of arts and stuff. So what was that aha moment 
when you was it just that was it that one card or did you make a big sale or was it did you did you start seeing things really roll at a certain point to know yeah I can kind of this can be a bit of a business for me but it's also something that satisfies my creative sort of spirit yeah I I think one of the big things for me was when I first launched my Etsy shop um I had originally been on Etsy with my old stationary company and you know I had sales here and there and like it just wasn't a lot and then when I first launched it on the very first day, um, I maybe made like $160, which, you know, isn't a lot of money, but it was like, wow, this has never happened before. Like people like. Yeah. It's my, like cards. I mean, they're not an expensive item. So just yeah. 160 bucks worth of cards in a day is pretty impressive, especially. If yeah, exactly. And it was like, it was like friends and stuff who were buying them, but like, and friends and family and stuff, but like. My other shop existed before too. And like, I wouldn't, I get occasionally, like my sister would buy stuff because right. she's always bought stuff for me. But like, it was like other people too. Like, and I was like, wow. So people like, like these. And I don't think these are just like pity buys, you know? So I was like, okay, I think, like, I think I can go with this and start growing it. Have you ever actually received one of your cards back? Yes. For my birthday last year, my brother and sister got me a card that I have. It says you're weird, but I love you, but they changed it to you're weird, but we love you. Um, they bought it at a local store in my hometown and, um, they almost were like, do we not write on it so she can just resell it again? <laughs> like, is it a double <laughs> gift that we buy her card and then she can sell it again? But, <laughs> but they keep stock. It. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. What's your creative process? How do you get into it? How do you get in the mindset? How do you, how, how, how does one of these come to come into being? Yeah. So for the cards, they're always kind of like the starting point for me. Um, the first thing I do is I draw the different flower designs. So often I'll kind of like draw out a bunch of different ones. Um, and then they're also, they're all drawn and then I do watercolor painting and I go over with like a really thin black marker to kind of just like, I want them to look kind of like sketchy and natural and that kind of thing. Um, and then the next step is, is normally I have like an ongoing list of different ideas for messages and stuff like that. So I'll, um, after that, I have the drawing done. I will actually go in and hand letter all of the messages too on the drawing of the flower. Um, and then my next step is I scan it onto my computer and then I upload it into Photoshop. And then there I just clean up the background. Cause like, I, like if you were to just have the watercolor painting in the background. It looks all like muddy and kind of like dirty. So I just clean that up. Um, and one time I definitely spilled a glass of wine onto one of my drawings. <laughs> so <laughs> did luckily it make it Photoshop saved me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it did. Um, and so I just clean up the background then. And then I um, put it into InDesign where I do like the formatting for all of my cards. And then um, I work with a local printer. They're actually like within walking distance of me and um, they print all of my cards for me. Um, and then for the stickers, it's really similar. Um, I'll use the same flower designs that I use for the cards, but I'll add in a different message and that kind of thing. It seems like it's pretty scalable. I mean, you're not doing hundreds of thousands of these by hand. You're doing one and, and then that becomes one of a, of a series of that's available for sale. Yeah, exactly. And like, that's what... <laughs> wasn't happening before with my old stationary company is like I screen printing everything. And like, there's definitely people out there who screen print all of their cards and they're amazingly talented, but they have probably more of a production system than, than what I had at my kitchen table. Um, and so I had to work with what I, like, what I had here and what I had access to within my apartment here in Toronto, you know? So, um, 
So that's worked really well for me. And it's been able to help me grow it in ways that I never thought possible. Like, um, I've been starting to get a lot more into wholesale and stuff. And like a year ago, that was not even something that I was like kind of on my radar. Like I didn't really know that that world existed. I thought my life was just going to be going to markets every weekend and going to craft shows and events and stuff like that. And I still do that. Um, but it's not necessarily something I have to do every single Saturday just because I've been able to, you know, branch out more and start to get into stores in the U S and across Canada and stuff like that. So, so it's been really great. And what kind of stores are they that, that you're getting into? Cause obviously your stuff is not your typical shoppers drug mart. Hey mom, yeah. happy birthday. <laughs> I forgot to buy you a gift and I'm getting this at midnight, you know, yeah. to say I got you a card. Who Who's stocking these things generally? So there are a lot of independent stores. Like that's, that's mainly what it is. It's, it's not stores that are like chains or anything right now, which is kind of what I like because they carry a lot of cool products. Um, and so it's, yeah, small, like independent stores where like, I'm actually talking one-on-one with the shop owner. They're the one who's like placing the order and stuff. Um, and often they do carry like other items that are like kind of rude and cheeky that kind of have like a vibe, you know, in terms of, these ideas, you said you kind of keep a list. I'm yeah. sure it's filling up your phone. Yeah. Uh, I used to fill up a notebook, but now it's a phone. But yeah, it definitely is on my phone. <laughs> where, where do you go? Where do you find this inspiration? Like the ideas for the cards? So it's kind of funny when it first started, it was like just me kind of coming up with these things, me going like, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm just going to write down a list of things that I, sometimes it's just like things that like I think of throughout the day. Often I think of things when I'm like falling asleep at night and I have to like quickly write them down, that kind of thing. But as it started to grow and change, it's like my family has gotten really involved. So my brother and sister especially love to send me ideas. So like, they'll be like, hey, what about this for a sticker? And what about this for a card? And so it's kind of become like a family thing where we all like throw our input in. And then sometimes we'll be like, I have this idea. What do you guys think? And they'll go like, yeah, yeah, that's good. Or no, I don't like that one. So it's it's become really fun. And it's like, my sister will send me ideas and she sends me the, the funny but like tame ones. And then my brother sends me ones and I'm like, whoa, I cannot do that. Like, <laughs> I was going to say, where's no. the line? Where who, yeah. who, who decides that? Is that what you're doing? You're deciding the line or does your mom chime in and just goes, no, my kid is not going to make a card that says that. Like, <laughs> my mom has never said that, but I definitely, I think I'm the one who decides the line. Like, um, cause my brother will tell me things and I'm just like, no, 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 no. <laughs> um, that'll offend everybody. And Every, like everywhere. Like we can't do that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just, I think it's like, if it makes me like genuinely laugh and it like, um, or I feel like I, I feel like I really relate to it. Um, tends to be the ones that people really resonate. Like it really resonates with them. Like, um, I have a sticker and it's probably one of my most popular ones. And it says, don't make me punch you in the dick. And it actually was something that I had said to my sister. Like I was telling her a story about this guy that was super annoying. And I was just like, Oh, don't make me punch you in the dick. And she's like, that has to be a sticker. That's a card. Yeah. And, and I was like, yes, that does. And it's been like probably my most popular one since it's Yeah. That out. one pretty much jumped out at me. Uh, you know, I think most males reading through those uh, stickers and cards are like, yeah, don't please don't punch me. Yeah. Be super. If you didn't, I'll shut up. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not go there. You know? So, let me ask you this then. What about, I mean, it sounds like there's lots of ideas coming from everywhere, but what happens when you run out of ideas? What happens when you, you know, do you ever get bored? Do you ever, you know, kind of doubt what you're doing in terms of this sort of stuff? Yeah. Um, 
I was at the one of a kind show this year, which, um, is like a huge market. If you haven't gone, you probably have. Um, and it was my first year doing it. And it's something that I had wanted to do for a really long time. So it was like on my top list of like, I'm going to do this. I'm super excited and nervous and stuff, but I definitely had those moments when I was there and I was like, looking at all these people who are making like genuinely really beautiful things. And I was like, damn, (laughs) I kind of was like, felt really insecure that I was like, my stuff's so like, I don't know. It didn't, I felt like I'd like, it wasn't art enough. It wasn't fancy enough. It wasn't, yeah. And how did you overcome that? Or did you, I mean, how did you, how did you respond to that? Um, (laughs) how did I respond to it? I don't know. I think one of the things that, was like, okay, no, it's okay. What I'm doing is uh, people had a lot of fun when they came to, to my booth and everybody was like laughing and like sharing the cards with their like family members or being like, ha, this one's you or like, oh my God, that's like aunt Carol or whatever, you know? Um, I think that kind of made me go, okay, no, people have fun with this. Maybe it's not, um, a beautiful hand-sewn dress, which some people make, you know, but people still appreciate it, but it is different in its own way, you know? And, I, I went into this trying to make it so that people had fun with my products. And I think, I think I was able to achieve that at the one of a kind show. So that's great. I mean, that's ultimately the thing. I mean, no matter what you're making, it has to satisfy. You have to, you, you have different goals than other people that are going in. Mm-hmm. And I sort of, I, I wind up chatting with a lot of folks about this. who seem to, they're, they're embarrassed about a song they wrote. So they're right. embarrassed about a painting that they made. They won't show their work and you know, whether or not they turn it into a business, whether or not it's a hobby, it, it's amazing what self doubt can creep in and cause you to just kind of, you know, throw all this stuff in the closet and nobody ever actually sees it. And it's not to say that necessarily all of it's good. Maybe a lot of it's bad too. Maybe it is inappropriate. Maybe it is wrong. Who knows? But I mean, you've got to at least have the confidence to put your stuff out there. At least show it to the three, four people that you know, like whether it's your family or, you know, yeah. your friends. And uh, because usually they're a lot more positive than you would even give them credit for. They usually understand it more. They usually get it. They usually think it's funny. They usually think it's great. So yeah, mm-hmm. you may not be the Mona Lisa, but yeah. you know, does it have to be? Does everything have to be? Exactly. And it's like, it's like from studying fine arts, you know, you, we would talk about a lot of different things like, oh, that's really, that's too campy or too like kitschy or whatever and that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. And I started to feel kind of, you know, insecure about that. And like, I do have friends still who are fine very much are very judgmental. <laughs> so judgmental. <Fair>. Yeah. <laughs> And so I still have friends who are, you know, in the fine arts world and they're doing amazing things. And it's just, our paths have gone very different ways. And I started to feel like, you know, that kind of, that insecurity that creeps up, you know? (laughs) So. (laughs) But doesn't it all wash away when somebody buys your, don't make me punch you in a dick sticker? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you feel pretty darn good about it. like a 60 year old woman or like one of my favorite things is like, I would, I have this one card. It says, I like your penis. And I was like, ah, should I bring it? Like, will people like that one's pretty you know, out there and we'll see. And I brought it and like 60 year old women. That's they just were what I was like, buying yeah. it. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> like, I'm going to buy this for Howard. He's going to love it. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> it's awesome. Are you printing all these things and then selling or are you doing like uh, print on demand and only that stuff? Is, is that part of it? So I print everything and I have it all stored at my house. So I get everything printed um, ahead of time and then I keep it. Um, for me, it works. Mm-hmm. Um, 
just because I am starting to get into a bunch of different like avenues and places that things are going. Um, but it also just helps with the cost because like if I'm ordering, the more I order, the less things cost. So it, it does help me make it a bit more scalable. Um, but it also does bring about issues like of anybody who probably sells things online. One of the biggest things that you feel like you spend your whole life doing is packing and shipping orders. Right. Um, so, you know, there's that part that I'm like, oh, I wish I wasn't <laughs> spending all Monday, you know, packing shipping orders from the weekend. Um, and so it it's kind of made me look at my business and like think of different ways that I could make um, things grow a little bit more. And I've started to play around the idea of maybe working with like a fulfillment warehouse, that kind of thing. Um, which hopefully I'll do in the next couple of years, you know, maybe not right now. Cause I, my business is only like a, less than a year and a half old. So yeah. So like, it's probably one of those things, hopefully in the next five years, I'll be doing that and not spending all my time <laughs> shipping things myself. <laughs> and the, I can... the mail. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's like, you know, I started this so that I could design fun things, but it's like a lot of, I feel like I'm doing that. It's probably one of the things I do the least is actually designing stuff. There's so many other things that I have to do. When I hear that a lot from people, because let's be fair, finding balance, finding, you know, time for yourself, time to create mm -hmm. and time to run the business. That's not an easy, that's, a, that's not an easy tightrope to walk. No, not at all. For me, it's probably one of my biggest struggles with with doing this. Cause I do also have a job. I, I, well, I work there part-time, so it, it helps. Um, but I probably do that, you know, I do that 24 hours a week and then I probably work on my business over definitely over 40 hours a week. <laughs> so, you know, there's not a lot of time for, for myself, but, um, it's something that I'm working on. Like I took the day off on, uh, Saturday, which was like, I was like, when was the last time I did this? So what is it? What is a normal day working on, on, uh, naughty florals would look like for you? Um, something that I've worked really hard on since the beginning of the year was to post to Instagram first thing in the morning. That was like one of my biggest goals. And so now I've kind of gotten into the habit. So that's probably the first thing I do in the day is I'll, I'll post something to Instagram. Um, next I check my emails, you know, go through all that fun stuff. <laughs> um, and then next after that, I ship out my Etsy orders. Um, and I'm lucky cause the post office is really close. So I just walk around Very the corner handy. and I go to the post office. Um, and then after that, like, I, I feel like there's so many different things that I'm always working on. And I think that's probably something you hear a lot from different people is like, you feel like you wear a lot of different hats. Um, so some days it'll be just a day where I'm like literally just working on my business's bookkeeping or sending out invoices and stuff like that. And then today I'm actually going to be designing new stuff. So after this, I'm going to actually just probably be drawing and painting for the rest of the day for the most part, which is a fun day. I just turn on podcasts and, <laughs> and I draw. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it sounds like it's a, you know, it sounds like a nice fun day. I was, I, I was kind of laugh when, when people say, okay, go have fun. But they're like, no, this is my job. This is actually what I do. When you're doing something for a living, when you're when when it's your actual job, I mean, you speak to any comedy writer, and they'll tell you it's oh, not God, all yeah. funny, you know. And you, know, you speak to a painter, and they're they're you know drinking at two in the afternoon because they can't get something onto the canvas because it's work. Yeah, so it's always interesting. Just the the thought that for anybody else this would be fun, but when you have to actually produce on a regular basis, it can be hard. I um, <laughs> I was supposed to start my drawings and paintings on Friday. And it's now Monday. So <laughs> that's 
that speaks yeah. to itself in like procrastination and being like, oh, well, you know, it's probably more important that I do this first just because it's kind of a little bit more mindless, but like to actually do the drawing, like that's probably the part to get started to get my florals drawn out. It's the part that like, I kind of go, mm, I'll do that later. Mm, I'll do that later. Let this, I'm going to do this first. You know, it's kind of like, it takes a lot of, I don't know, for me, it takes a lot of like brain power. Like, I feel like I really have to be focusing when I do it. Um, or it just takes me forever. So, yeah, no, I, I'm the same way. I find things that that a lot of people consider work to me is the mindless, easy stuff to get done, like mm-hmm. accounting and answering emails and you know posting stuff. Like it, it's to me, those things are are the things I don't have to think about because mm-hmm. they're they're something I'm doing that's as a result of something I've made. So I've already done the heavy lifting. I've already made mm-hmm. something. Making it is the hard thing selling it, marketing it and things like that. Those are, those are to-do lists. Those are task list things that are, yeah. that you can kind of rattle off. And sometimes you'll send a good email and sometimes you'll send an okay email. Like it doesn't have to be excellent. Like the work does. The work has to be excellent. Yeah. And I definitely find, I think the reason I say that like drawing days and painting days are the, uh, the fun days is because it's the days that I don't necessarily feel stressed. I feel like the days of my to-do list of like, send this invoice, send this, send that, blah, blah, blah. Those are the days I'm like, oh, there's so much to do. And it's, you know, but like on days when I'm like, okay, I'm just going to dry. Like I can go, okay, in the afternoon, I'm going to go for a walk and like (laughs) decompress a little bit. Cause I know if I do that and I come back, I'll probably be able to do it like my drawing and my painting faster. Cause like I've been able to like get out of that headspace. Right. Well, I mean, that's, that's sort of the big thing that I guess a lot of people uh, who let's say don't spend any time creating stuff. Mm-hmm. They don't seem to quite understand that just because you've got a free hour doesn't mean you can just go, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to make something Yeah. because the fuel from that hour to make a, to have a really good creative hour, it means you have to live. Like to me, the fuel is living. It's, it's turning your brain off. It's doing mundane stuff. It's going grocery shopping. It's seeing something funny on the way down the street. If you don't have those experiences, then you have nothing to put into a card or into a song or onto a canvas. Yeah. So to me, you know, the important thing is actually to, to fuel the creativity. You actually have to not be creative and not do business. Those are the two things you can't be doing when you're actually going to fuel what's going to make that next thing for you. That's so true. And it's like, it's, I don't come up with new card ideas when I'm, you know, in the middle of doing like emails and stuff like that. It's when I'm like going for a walk or like I said, like when I'm falling asleep at night, that kind of thing. It's like when you, you let your mind kind of wander and go to like random places, that's when ideas actually come to me. So no, I'm, I'm the same way. It's very similar and it, and they don't even necessarily fully formulate. They can still take time after that, that they still need to be kind of churned around in my head and put away for a while. And then they come back and the ones that come back, the ones I usually wind up really getting into. Yeah. You know, that's, that's how I know it's a good idea. If I can put it away and it keeps on creeping back into my head, then I know I'm sitting on something, even if I don't fully get it yet. Yeah. Or it's like with my list on my phone, it's like when I first write it down, I'm like, ah, maybe. And then if I come back to it later, I'm like, oh, that's a great idea. I should definitely do that. That's when I know it's good. Or if I look at it and go, what was I thinking? That's so stupid. (laughs) Delete. (laughs) We've all got lots of those. I don't delete anything anymore because I'm never sure what's going to come back. That's true. That's true. (laughs) The good thing about the cloud, you just leave it up there and eventually it'll come back. 
So it sounds to me like you do basically everything yourself at this point. Um, yeah, for the most part, I pretty much do everything. Um, I do get a lot of help though from my family and my boyfriend and stuff like that. They're super supportive. And, um, like the only thing like I really didn't do was for the one of a kind show, my booth. I did not build that. My dad and my brother built it and they did an amazing job. And I can't, <laughs> claim, awesome. any, I can't claim any credit except for like painting it. Um, but yeah, they help in a lot of different ways. Like my sister helped me out on the, um, I did a big show last summer. Um, she was there helping me out every day. Um, which was great cause it was hot and like we each had to like take breaks and stuff like that. And they'll help me like package things up. Cause I feel like I spend my whole life packaging up like stickers and cards and stuff. And so that's really great. Um, but other than that, like I do most of it, um, myself, which is fun, but it can also be overwhelming sometimes. But <laughs> is there a threshold you're going to hit where you might start outsourcing certain things or there's some things that are kind of, you're going, okay, I, I, I think I'm going to be about done with, you know, doing the mailings. Like maybe I'll hire somebody, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll partner with somebody or something like that. Yeah, definitely. There's, there's two things that I feel like one, like I mentioned before is mailing is like, if I could have somebody else doing that, that, that would be like, a dream. Another thing is, is I'm just not super passionate about like marketing and stuff like that. So if I, I think that's something that I would definitely be one of the first things that I would spend money on to like partner with people, um, for someone to do like marketing and post to Instagram and stuff. Cause I know it's important and it's, it's really helped my business. Um, but it's just something that I find, I don't know. I, Instagram is fun when it's like, you're just like, dicking around looking at cat videos but like <laughs> um but when you actually have to think of a thing to post every day it's like oh god <laughs> i do not have enough pictures <laughs> yeah it's not easy it's true i mean to come up with new ideas i mean there's certainly good folks out there who who help you with your social marketing and stuff mm -hmm. and i guess and i think for most small businesses and certainly most you know sort of solos and and and, and makers you only have so much in the tank ultimately and let's be fair not yeah. everybody has strengths in all these categories but you do need it all in order to to run a business and sell these things, especially when they're yeah. unique and odd and different. Yeah. And it's definitely, it's funny now that I do all this stuff myself when, um, I go to different places and like, especially like the one of a kind show, if I walk around the one of a kind show and like, if you look at everything that all these people have, every little element of their booth and their business and everything, chances are they did it themselves. Like <laughs> I sell like my stickers, I put them on little like postcards and there's a little hole in the top to hang them on pegs. I hole punch every single one of those holes by myself. <laughs> and like, it's one of those things you don't necessarily think about um, until you start doing it and, and how much time it takes to, to package everything, design all your, your business cards and all that stuff. So what advice would you give to somebody who's looking to get into the stationary game, looking at to get into this, into this world? What would you tell them? I think one of the big things, especially for stationery, what's kind of unique about it is as much as it is a, like a, something that you can do as a maker and as an artisan, it also is an industry that is very like standardized, which is really interesting because I didn't expect it when I first started into it. Um, but there just are a lot of things that like across the board, people just follow these certain rules. Like, um, if, if, whether it's like the size of the card, you know, or, um, how many you're selling to a store, there's like all these different things that are just very standard. So I would definitely say like, if you're 
going to go into stationery, do some research into it. Just find out these little things. They're nothing super complicated, but it'll just like make your life easier. Like something I didn't know when I first started was like wholesale minimums for greeting cards is like $150. And like, that's just something I just found out one day when I was like looking stuff up on like Pinterest probably, you know, and, um, and I was like, okay, that's good to know. Um, but another thing I would say that I think could apply honestly to any, any maker anywhere. And I learned from my own mistakes with my first business is as boring as it is, it's really important to like take care of your like financials and stuff and do all that boring costing up front and figure things out so that when you do price your products, you don't have to go six months down the road and go, oh, man, I really should be charging like double that. Cause I'm only making like a couple bucks on it or whatever. And, um, I think it does make a big difference. And I actually am, I don't know if you know the arts market here in Toronto at all. Um, as you mentioned before, my day job is as a bookkeeper. And one of the things that I'm going to do in a couple of weeks is I'm going to go into one of the arts markets and I'm going to actually teach some bookkeeping for makers. Um, just because I think it's such an important skill. Like I'm not going to charge anything. I just want people to kind of know this. Um, because I think it can like just help people in so many different ways. Like, so if you know, like if your business actually made a profit last year or if it didn't, why didn't it? Or that kind of thing. So I'm going to show people how to use QuickBooks and, and stuff like that. So that's really smart. Yeah. A, a lot of folks, you know, think of the creative folks, you know, mm -hmm. think, Oh no, the numbers. Oh no. You know, uh, I'm worried about the, the, you know, the contracts and the legal and all that kind of stuff. If you don't do that stuff, you're not going to be in business very long. If you got no ability, truthfully, then you need to find somebody that does. And yeah. if you have any ability, you can save yourself a couple of bucks by, you know, sucking it up and learning how to do some of this stuff, even Definitely. if it's just getting organized so that you can hand it over to somebody to, you know, do your taxes or whatever the deal is. Right. Yeah. And like, even for like, for me, like I said, it's like I'm a bookkeeper and, um, it can be expensive to have somebody do your books all the time. And like, as a maker, you probably don't have a lot of like disposable income that you can just throw at somebody to handle it. Um, but like, if you know someone or can find someone who can like teach you a couple things, like, like I will teach people how to do their own bookkeeping and stuff so that they could do it on their own. And I think that's awesome. And it makes people feel so like empowered in their business. And it like makes me feel really good because like I'm helping people. And, um, and yeah, I think it makes such a big difference and it gives you confidence in knowing that like where the numbers are. And like, if, if you're at your family dinner and your one uncle who's like, maybe not super supportive, like, it's like, well, like, are you actually making money on this? And you go, yeah, last year I had a increase in profits by 25%. You want to see my profit and loss? And then they're like, oh, Okay. Okay. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Nobody asks anybody except for artists that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> nobody's ever asked to work for free except for artists and nobody's ever asked if it makes any money. Everybody just seems to feel as though that's a reasonable question to ask somebody. Yeah. Exactly. If you're in it the is not. Sector, everybody's like, do you want my money? Like, I'll just give you. Yeah. Money. <laughs> let me just give you all of my money because you make yeah. ones and zeros. Great. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, where can people find you online? So on Instagram, I'm just at Naughty Florals and that's my Instagram account. And then on Etsy, it's www.naughtyflorals.etsy.com. Well, thank you very much for being on the show and sharing with us yeah, today. Thanks and, for uh, having good me. luck with everything. And I, you know, I hope you don't punch anybody in the dick. Yeah, I can't promise anything. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe to Making a Living Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Podbean. 
Making a Living Show is brought to you by me, but if you'd like it to be brought to you by you, then become a patron of the program at makingalivingshow.com. There's a button there that will take your money and give it to me. You can find me at robylevy.com. Thanks for listening.